episode 68. Today we're talking there are no bad days. There are no bad days. How many times have you said, I'm just having a bad day? I probably said a million times. Yeah. Probably said it yesterday. <laughs> oh, I definitely said it yesterday. I think it depends what you're referencing. Um, so I'm talking more so like goals, you know, the usual. You just you set out on this path with you're trying to follow your nutrition, you're trying to make sure you show up at the gym, you're trying to do XYZ, and then all of a sudden you have a quote unquote, there's my finger quotes, bad day. But we're gonna just talk about there are no bad days. It's definitely a perception thing. Yeah. And and obviously using this loosely because like yes there are contributing things that could make it a legit bad day like a family emergency or like some of those more extreme traumatic things for sure not ruling that out but I'm talking from like oh I messed up on this or I screwed this up or I didn't follow through on this and that therefore makes this a bad day could you switch out the word bad for a different word like what I think along those lines, if you're talking about like executing of a plan instead of like bad, the word like unsuccessful comes to mind or like. But do you say that though? Like I had an unsuccessful day. Like I think we just label it as like good or bad as human beings and that it like constitutes the entire day. Like think about it. You go out and you get McDonald's because you're too lazy to go home and, and prepare this food that you have or whatever. Maybe you didn't get groceries, so there's no food in the fridge. So you take the easy route home, grab McDonald's on the way home, and that leads to laying on the couch and not working out and one thing after another just snowballs. Oh, I just had a bad day t- today. I'll start again tomorrow. Um, I, I'm just playing out scenarios in my head I think for me personally a bad day is more of like a mental emotional bad day whereas like missing the mark on stuff is more of like an unsuccessful day I think just like the main thing being is that it just one thing rolls into another and influences most other things within that day which is like a common theme that we experience with our clients right like the snowball effect that if you can't be successful with this one thing, then all of a sudden these other things fall in line with it. And what could have been turned around is now a week long thing and is now a month long thing. And now it's been a year since you started looking after yourself properly. Mm-hmm. You just, again, we've talked about getting caught in the vicious cycle, but like, I think coming from it more in perspective of like, there will always be things that derail the plan. Like always friction points right and just because one day or one meal or one missed workout or whatever if we can prevent it from snowballing like there is no such thing as a bad day everything is a learning experience like there's the stuff that you can take from those um unsuccessful events or whatever you want to label them as and use that information to move forward on the next day And I think like, here's a a very obvious one is like holiday dinner. You go and you splurge and you're eating left and right. Everything that you absolutely can. You're so full. You have to undo your belt and 
go into a food coma after and all of a sudden it just like leaks into the rest of the following week right like think about halloween like how many of us are still eating halloween candy from our kids i mean i was eating it the week after yet all last week and it's just like this one thing just like bleeds over into everything else so then what do you tell clients to do to move on from said bad day or whatever has caused you to be derailed from the plan you have for yourself? Like it literally starts with the very next action. Mm-hmm. So like if it's that day of your holiday meal or whatever, what is the first thing you do when you wake up the next day? Like go right back into your pattern of routine. If waking up and having a glass of water before your coffee was something you were doing, do that. Like the we're creatures of routine. So if we can get back into that pattern as quickly as possible, you're more likely to be successful to get back on track. Right. But it's when you wake up and you're like, oh, I'm just going to lounge around in the morning and drink coffee in bed and whatever. Right. Like it's just you've stepped away from the thing that was concrete, which was your routine. And then that just makes it a little bit more difficult. I'm just thinking of the people who don't have such strong willpower. Cause you say it like that as if it's this like easy thing to do. And it's arguably one of those things that fall into the easier said than done categories. But like it's for people who just always find themselves stuck in these ruts Is there anything else they can do to be successful at that? Loaded question. It is totally. Because arguably, if you keep getting caught in that rut, that brings us back to our talk about the vicious cycle and having a deeper reason why you're doing this. For sure. But like. The most easiest thing is just like for the average Joe is like, make the easiest step your next step. So maybe it just means like, you get up and you cook yourself a a good breakfast, like a wholesome breakfast. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need to be perfectly executed, but if it's better than sugary pancakes, sugary syrup, and a pile of butter, then that's an improvement and a trend towards the right direction. Maybe it's an extra glass of water or focusing on your water the next day. Like maybe it's only one thing that you need to look after to start to turn things around. Maybe it's you focus on your activity the next day. Like sometimes when we go back to those certain habits that we have that we know are important to us, then we can kind of anchor ourselves in those things. And that just creates the momentum. Cause again, this, again, we've spoken about this lots is like, it's not the motivation you need. It's the momentum that you need. And the only way to get momentum is to get started. So sometimes you just need to take that little step as opposed to maybe jumping full deep into your perfect routine type of thing for those that don't have those concrete routines. What would be some ways to encourage like sticking with being back in that routine and not going one day and then faltering back to where you were? Planned and prepared, which seems like the obvious answer is like, if you know that this one event is coming up, like say a holiday dinner or whatever, what is your, like, make that plan beforehand on how you're going to act and behave for the next day thereafter right like so if that means that you have to have your meals or your like at least your batch cooked and ready the day before that holiday meal you know then at least it's there and ready and you're more you're more ready to grab it right 
um, maybe it's, you need an accountability, but you see schedule a workout with your friend or something like simple steps. Don't overthink it. It doesn't need to be complicated, but I think being planned and prepared for this event, both leading up to during, and more importantly, after is the important part. And that's what I, I mean, that's what I do with my clients when big events like come up and they, they, they are thinking ahead, first of all, to bring it up in conversation. Like, Hey, how do I handle this? Like, I think that's great. First of all, that you can forethink that far ahead and, and want to be prepared to handle this, you know, as opposed to most of us like go through the action and then we like get through the event and you're like, Oh man, I'm going to look back on that and try and figure out what I should have done differently. But no, it's actually the other way around. It's like, you know, that this event is coming up like nine times out of 10, we know stuff like this, you know, is ahead of time. So make that plan before so that you go in prepared. What kind of conversations do you have with your clients when they do have, or they not necessarily get in that vicious cycle, but they have those two, three, maybe four days where they were off track completely. Aside from one thing to get back on track, like aside from just just the mindset part of it is like this these few days. And I was just having this conversation with somebody the other day, like, and I mean, it was a more dramatic conversation. Their, their kid had gone into a serious health incident and they were in emergency and that extended a period of days. Um, when you think about it from the greater scheme or like the greater picture, these two or three days out of the 90 or hundred days you've been working at this, like it's literally like less than 5%. So it's not going to derail you as much as your mind might try and convince you otherwise, right? The person I spoke to this morning was saying, like it came from such an all or nothing mentality. It's like, well, if I can't do it, then why am I doing it at all? But no, like you still have these other 95% that you have put effort and energy into. And it's that 95% that pushes the needle forward. This 5% or less than 5% isn't enough of an impact to pull that needle backwards. Yeah, you might have a regress in your progress for like a day or two because your body's carrying more fluid and inflammation and things like that. But that's stuff that gets worked out. It's not permanent, right? You're not going to gain 10 pounds of body fat because you went splurged on a holiday meal or you know, didn't get your activity in because you're at the hospital, like, you know, but we're so like dramatic in that sense, I think, just as human beings. How long do you think it takes for people to come to that realization and accept the fact that like one day, two day, three days is not going to derail you completely from what you've done or where you're going? That entirely depends on their openness of their mindset. Somebody who's new to the process is probably a lot less open to that, right? And then too, like you add personality traits into it. Somebody that's a perfectionist isn't going to deal with that as well as somebody who can be more open-minded about the bigger picture process of it all. People that have done this before have experience, so they're going to adapt more accordingly, right? Do you ever see it go to the complete opposite where they get in that oh, it's just a day and it's not going to have this huge impact, but then that just bleeds over into it becoming an excuse. I'm guilty of that. (laughs) I wasn't thinking about you specifically. I know, but you say I'm like, that's me. (laughs) 
Okay. hundred percent. Well, explain more. Like I'm literally Please. living that scenario right now. <laughs> yeah. Where it just like comes this chronic, well, it's just today. It's not going to make a big deal. But then two days later you have that same conversation. It's just today. It's not a big deal. And it's just, that is every other day in your life. Yeah. And then the question, the co- conversation becomes, well, this isn't working. I'm not seeing results, this and that. But like, when you look back and you look at your the intensity behind your effort and you see that it was only 10%, well then likewise, you should only expect 10% results, mm-hmm. right? Like you can't be mad that you're not seeing results if you're only putting in a quarter of the work. But more so like changing that habit of defaulting to it's just a day. It's not going to yeah, be Yeah, arguably that's a mentality thing. Like, so for, and I'm, I'm very, obviously you guys know this about me. Like I'm very big on being attached to those deeper meaning wise because there becomes that breaking point. And we talked about this last week is just like when that seven days becomes 30 days, how long can you go on doing this before you're just sick and tired of like how you feel, how you look or whatever it might be that why you're doing this. And then again, it's like, okay, we either kickstart this with small changes or you jump all in just depending on the type of person you are. Where do you see the most success people jumping all in or making small changes? There's a lot of dependent factors on that. I think your environment is one, right? Like you can have the perfect plan and the help of a coach and all of the good stuff. But like, if you're basically operating in a landmine, like that's going to make it way more difficult for you. And like, if your own mentality about it is not willing to change, you know, if you're not willing to get started or like, you know what I mean? The harder you have to convince yourself, the harder it's going to be. If you're at that point where like, yeah, I'm ready to like, I can't do this anymore. Then, okay. We're past that point. You know, you're more likely to execute. It might take, again, a few days or weeks or whatever for you to gain that momentum. But at least meant, like from mindset perspective, you're there and ready on a personal level. The rest of it you can deal with. But the environment part of it is hard. You know, like think about like that eight days that you've been down the wrong path. And you may have like a spouse or a partner in the house that is like contributing to that or being like um, enabling, right? Like comes home with, beer and chips every night or let's let's go to kfc or whatever it is like they're enabling that behavior i mean it's that rut is hard to get out of (laughs) but again too like tough conversations if you're at that personal level where you know that you just can't do this anymore next step is a personal conversation or um, a tough conversation to change up your environment arguably i think that's harder for people than like personally coming to their wits end that they're ready to change the conversation. Yeah. Confrontation is so hard for people from that respect. I think from two like unsupportive people, right? Like it's easy if you have a supportive partner or supportive family or, you know, but I think when that person is actively pushing against you, that conversation is really tough for people. You have to have a lot of confidence. Yeah. And I think it's, it's the, the easy road is to not deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. So it just, 
ends up never getting dealt with because it's easier. It's the same thing. Why don't people focus on their nutrition more? Well, because it's hard and doing what they're already doing mm-hmm. is easy, right? How do you encourage people to have those conversations? I'm not good at this part. Like this is a, literally a weakness in my coach game. <laughs> like, honestly, you just have to be upfront about what you're trying to do and why it's important to you and what their role needs to, or like what you need them to be for that role in it. You know, like they don't have to do it with you. You could be asking them, but I mean, that's a, it's own line to wander down, but at the very minimum, you need them to be supportive of it. Like if you have a, a partner or whatever that just like fights you on the actual decision to go through with this, like that's your break. Like that's the point that needs to be addressed first. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the enabling part of it, like, it's cool that you want to do this and this, your health or whatever doesn't matter to you, or you're not ready to make these changes. Like, that's fine. That's your decision. But like you bringing home KFC, that makes it harder for me to, to do what I'm trying to do. Is there any way that we can like change this, you know? Yeah. I've used the, like, ask your partner what, or whoever your support is, what they can do to help you, because then it's their idea. Yeah, it was on them. They are now responsible for it. And if they say they can't think of anything and it's a no, then it, it's it's clear that you need to seek support and stuff elsewhere, which is fine. They don't, they might not have the skills and the ability or the no, like the whereabouts to know how to help you. So you could either suggest what they could do, um, but also again, seek support somewhere else, which we've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Your support system doesn't have to be within your household. Um, as much as it would be nice to have that, it doesn't have to look that way. And I think that like, if you can get that environment part on your side, then the momentum wheel just kind of starts going. Mm-hmm. Like that's one less battle you have to fight. Right. Mm-hmm. In terms of, but it doesn't make it impossible. Let's just be clear about that because no. by no means am I saying this cannot be successful with an unsupportive environment. It just makes it a little bit more challenging, but not impossible. Yes. I felt like that had to be an asterisk. (laughs) Yes, for sure. Um, In terms of like the no bad days, um, and I think we touched on this last week a little bit too, but like the experience you get from a said bad day to help you move forward and make better choices. Like I love when my clients have takeout. I love it because it opens up a conversation of what could we have done differently? How did it make you feel? Like, and that can hold, like turn into, I could have planned my food. I could have made better choices when we ate out. I did not feel good. So I know not to make this choice in the future. Like I thoroughly enjoy when they come so that we can unpack how we can make better choices. And kind of on that same, I love down the road when you you then like revisit that scenario because they come with it again, but they're like, Hey, I had X, Y, Z, and I made these decisions. And I had this super successful night of takeout because of what I learned last time. Like, that is awesome. Like, and I shouldn't label it as failure, but like these experiences where things don't go according to plan. Like if you're not looking back on that and taking what you can from there, you know, then like, you're not, you're not getting 
the bang for your buck out of that moment that you need or, or have the potential for, you know, Mm -hmm. that was definitely a dog fart. Let's just put that out there. (laughs) Tucker. (laughs) And I also think too, like if you're not having those bad days or are in situations where you are struggling then you're probably not living a fulfilled life. You probably have this little bubble and like, you're not like you're taking yourself away from social activities because you're afraid of derailing. Well, go and experience the social activity and see how the tools you know can be put into place or go and experience that and have those moments of failure and learn from that experience. So I had a client that when I first started working with them told me that planning and preparing was like probably their biggest weakness but they were a really good goal setter and had like the tools to map that out and got into a very robotic stage where they could just execute X, Y, Z, but planning and preparing was like the biggest hole in their game. And that was the thing that was probably preventing them from a lot of the progress they had wanted, but weren't seeing. Um, and what was so interesting was like the first nine weeks of their nine week program were executed almost like a hundred percent, if not better each week. And then on the 10th week, their partner went away for two weeks. And this partner was largely the, the glue that held them together in the planning and and preparation department. And so started to see a lot of this like good success kind of fall apart or be challenged in ways that they didn't really have the tools or the means to deal with because this person was so overshadowing on those skills And me knowing that kind of like prefaced our conversation before the spouse left was this is such a great opportunity for you to actually grow in the things that you need to work on because you now have these opportunities to do these things when they just weren't there before because they were so largely overtaken by the other person. Mm -hmm. So after the two weeks when the spouse came back and they were making these habit insights, like this is what I learned about myself. Like I am really bad at this and blah, blah, blah you know, like that was the part that I challenged them on. So it it felt not felt, but it was so good for them to see some, um, like some holes in their game, Mm -hmm. because look at now you have things that you can work on. Like, it's not all rose colored glasses, you know, it's like, cool, let's now focus on this because imagine if you get these holes filled, just how much you're going to unlock for yourself. So what could be potentially viewed as a negative, like, oh no, my person who always cooks and makes all my meals for me is going away. Like that could be a huge negative, right? In your attitude and how you approach that. But like, no, like now you can take ownership of that. That's a good thing. Those are great skills to have. And they carry over to many other things, not just like (laughs) cooking your food, right? Mm -hmm. Like, the fact that you can think ahead and plan ahead and make like, it's interesting that this person could like map out their goals clearly from start to finish, but like the planning and preparation of food was the thing that was holding them back. So that's something that we're starting to work on. I'm interested to see where this goes. Yeah. That will be cool. Yeah. I'm sure the spouse appreciates it. <laughs> they don't know yet. I don't oh, okay. think. <laughs> I'm sure they will once it happens. <laughs> Any of the other thoughts on navigating bad days? I think just having 
somebody to reach out and acknowledge that I'm having a bad day. Like I am struggling with this or this one thing has now turned into this last week and I just can't get out of this rut. I'm spinning my tires. Like that's fine. If you can't figure it out on your own, that's what your coach is there for. That's what your friend or whatever your support system is there for. Like that's it's, main purpose is to be supportive in whatever way that you need. So if you are spinning your tires, have somebody help you. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this again before many times, many episodes, it's just like, we're so prideful. You know, we think that we need to shoulder this ourselves and figure this out on ourselves or what is wrong with me? Like those it's no, nothing is wrong with you. Like, there's nothing wrong with asking for help. That's why we do this. Well, I think to some perspective to the situation, because oftentimes when you get into that cycle, you lose perspective on what is actually happening. And things are often 10 times bigger than they need to be. Mm-hmm. And, and the change that needs to happen is often a lot smaller and easier than we think it is. Yeah. Or at least to start. Yeah. You don't need to overhaul your life. Yeah. To- make a, the next day a better step towards what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. But I think we're like that with everything. Oh my God, this is so... Oh, for sure. <laughs> yes, very much so. All right, listener question time. Um, think back in this past week, or maybe two weeks, I'll give you a bigger time frame, or month, how about? Um, I, like, A, are you currently in this snowball effect? Or were you or have you been? And can you think back to maybe like some actions that you might have done to help you get back on track or at least moving forward? And if you're not, what could you do? Like be a little bit proactive thinking for yourself through this scenario. Like, like here's mine. Like I just literally am not tracking my food. Like I'm just like blindly putting my, and I'm not eating junk. That was, I overcame that part. But like, I'm just not tracking my food, which is important for me right now because I have some very specific goals. But it's just that the habit is not built for me right now. You know, I keep telling myself, do it at 4 a.m. when you're making your breakfast. Like, I know all these things, but I'm just not doing them. I'm just spinning my tires on that regard. <laughs> you know, and you know me, I'll always be candid about this stuff. Of course. You should just track one thing and not everything. There, there's your tip. Thanks, coach. Track your protein. Yeah, I think it's like the act of like measuring it. Like that's what it is. If I measured it, then it's easy to put it in Mm -hmm. to track it. But it's like the act of going through and measuring it. And what is the easy, like here, I'm going to solve my problem right here. What is the easy way to avoid that? Well, on Sunday when I'm batch cooking, which I'm doing anyways, just freaking lay it out. Like, do it then, Taryn. Because how much extra time will it take you, Taryn? Like, 30 seconds. Quit being a baby. There. Pep talk to end this episode. <laughs> See, I'm human, too. I'm good with that. There you go. All right, episode 68. There are no bad days. Thanks for listening.